now beginning transmission 109. Lando, Firewonder, Mary Marvel Movie Month of May. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Tenders all while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You know no, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> we now join Brian. I'm too sober for this shit. Hey, and welcome to episode 109 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Woo! This week we are doing Star Wars Lando, an uh, individual book about our favorite uh, smuggler, uh, maybe aside from Han Solo in the Star Wars universe, uh, Lando Calrissian. This is part of our marvelous Marvel movie month of May. Although I know that you were thinking, hey, wait, Star Wars, Marvel, what? Well, currently, Marvel is publishing Star Wars comic books, and this is a Marvel book. And plus, Marvel is owned by Disney, and Disney owns everybody's soul anyway, so it all kind of works together anyway. So, it's a Marvel comic, Star Wars movie, it's all good. So, uh, that being said, we have our standard group with us. We will start with the lovely and talented Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast or English Class Hooligans, along with our dear host, Brian, and my better half, Amy. Hi, Hi Amy. Amy. There we go. Don't sound so excited, Maya, you bastard. <laughs> oh, honey. That's not all that's going to hurt. Which head? Just let it rest for a few days. The bruising will go down. Mr. Adam is also joining us. Hello, Mr. Oh, Adam. Oh, hello. Hey, guys. What's oh, up? Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Adam. Yeah, so I'm the uh, reviews editor and film critic for Big Shiny Robot. Oh, uh, still? Hi, Big still, Shiny somehow. Robot. I don't, I don't know why they're, they're still letting me do stuff over there because I haven't posted in forever. And then also, uh, we just kind of started things up with Andy with the Board as Hell podcast again. Oh, hi. Yeah, we did. Uh, we got back together and did Infinity War, and then we're just going to you know, hopefully get back on a good schedule again so we can do that. Uh, of course, nice. here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, and then over on Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and then, of course, also curating our grinder uh, tights, the Z, and Scruff accounts. Mm. So. And Mr. Personality, Mr. Happy, <laughs> Mr. Saturday Night, we have Mr. Maya. Well, I'm happy. I just have a bit of a headache today. I'm Maya. Uh, if you're in Salt Lake City, you can catch me at Dr. Volt's Comics, 2043 East, 3300 South. Uh, we're open seven days a week. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya and Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Maya. You're welcome. Uh, oh, and I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Uh, I'm doing shows in Utah coming up in the very near future, and uh, I will be... Uh, I'm doing stuff like some stuff I can talk about, some stuff I can't. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. So, uh, uh, Brian, does in. it involve turning knobs? Turn my knob. 
sound designer for knobs. The thing about it is, I mean, it might have about a decade ago, but now almost all boards are digital. So now I do most of my work on like a computer. So you're knob free. Since 83. So you're you're like that guy that says he's a DJ, but he just uses a laptop. Dude, I... (laughs) There's a funny funny story about that. I don't know if you want to share it. (laughs) Me? Yeah. I think it's a story I'm telling. I, I will do it without saying names. Uh, I was doing a gig uh, with, uh, we had um, a lot of cameras around for this gig for uh, another part of a show that was happening on the same stage. And uh, we had a, I don't want to say celebrity DJ, but he was our headlining DJ. He was supposed to be a big name. Uh, he came in to, uh, to DJ. And so we had this camera that happened to be over his shoulder. So we were watching over his shoulder and the little son of a bitch wasn't actually DJing anything. He kept acting like he was mixing on the mixer, and we were looking, like, we zoomed in on what his hands was. He was fading up and down the effects knob, but he had nothing around the effects knob. He was literally doing nothing, but he would turn this knob and then throw it down, like, the beat was about to drop, like, and the crowd would go wild, like, fucker, you ain't doing shit. Like, he's literally doing nothing. I, I won't name names, but I know we had a celebrity DJ for one of the events around Comic-Con here not too long ago. I wonder if it was the same I don't person. think so. This guy... Although he was a celebrity DJ, he's not really a celebrity. Okay. Don't you know um, who I am? Now, I will name names. No, I'm just kidding. So, okay, I, I can tell. There's some stuff he did that's kind of cool and kind of noteworthy, but I that would out him sort of. Especially if you have the internet, you can figure out who it is really quickly. But I won't say anything. Uh, that's not my place to say what they do. I guess they're still getting paid, so good for them. I guess. Um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, so we're jumping in. We are doing Star Wars Lando, uh, an individual book about Lando Calrissian. It sort of stands on its own. If you want to jump in and read it, you're pretty much going to need to know uh, a little bit of Star Wars, at least I mean, at least the original trilogy to kind of know what's up. There are some references to the prequels, but not enough that if you didn't know them at all, you would be totally lost. Of course, if you're going to read it, you're going to need a drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your learner for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game? My drinking game is called The Purring Pussycats. <laughs> okay. So every time the Pussycat Twins are on screen and they're just getting ready to get down into business. I thought they looked like the Black Panther, too, but yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and take a drink. Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game? Uh, So uh, mine is You Charmer You, and it's every time that Lando tries to sweet talk someone or use his charm to get what he wants. Mine is called Who's the Boss? Uh, Nice little 80 sitcom reference for you. And it's every time Lord Palpatine's name or he is shown, uh, every time his name is mentioned or he is shown, take a drink. Um, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game role? Mine's called You Won't Get Away With This. Anytime someone says you can't pull this off or we're not going to make it out of this, take a drink. I thought about that one too, actually. Let us jump into votes as to whether or not we believe it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned money, uh, time, effort to track down this book and read it. Although it's probably not too terribly difficult to track down because it is relatively new. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote, 
Arda panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. What say you, Mr. Todd? For those of fans of Tag and Bink, this is also a yes. <laughs> you. Mr. Tag, aka Adam, what is your uh, what is your vote? Uh, yeah, I, I like this book a lot. Uh, when it, I actually read it a long time ago when it was in single issues, and it still stands up there as one of my favorite Star Wars, Revenge Star Wars run they had. So, Mr. Uh, Maya, uh, for those of you who didn't like Tag and Bink, I say yes. <laughs> All right, Bink. Uh, I say for those of you who are just general Star Wars fans, I, I think that is somewhat a requirement to watch this, uh, or not watch this, read this. Uh, I would say, yes, uh, if you have no interest in Star Wars whatsoever, you're probably not even going to pick up this book. You probably don't even know who Lando is. You're probably going, what the fuck are they talking about? So, uh, yeah, I, you can avoid it. But uh, otherwise, I would say check it out. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, do we have any forewarnings before we send people off into the... Uh, the adventures to uh, to read this book. No, it, it's you a know? fun it's a fun read. It's short, and you can get through it in twenty minutes. So yeah, yeah, okay. And it's yeah, it's four issues, I think. I think it's four. Yeah, something like five. Mm-hmm. Oh, five. 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 It's five. It's five. Yeah. But when you yeah, are reading so the book, you need to use both hands. Why <laughs> is that? Fuck you up the ass. Wow, <laughs> uh, I didn't catch that many both hands reference. You get one more, and I walk away for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Although that being said, if, if we do make Manny Bothans die for your sin shirts, I will I will gladly wear one. <laughs> I kind of really want to do that. I don't know if it's copyrighted or not, but I really do want to make Manny Bothans die for your sin shirts. That's going to be really fun. So, well, okay, cool. Uh, so that puts us in a good space. Um, so yeah, this is the time of the show where we normally take a little bit of a break and give you the chance to go and read the book if you haven't done so already. Uh, you can go read it and uh, and then you know press pause while you read it. Otherwise, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you've already read it or you have no interest in reading it, but you just want to hear what the plot is uh, or just want to hear us ramble on about what's going on in the book, then keep on listening. Uh, and uh, we will uh, be back momentarily with uh, the rest of the show. Yay! Yay! If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. So, uh, welcome back. Uh, So, uh, does anybody want to give a summary about this, or do you want to just start kind of diving in and discussing it as we go along, and we'll kind of just discuss and... Um, So, I mean, the the basic story is that... uh... Lando owes a debt to this crime lord. Uh, he tells him there's this uh, ship docked at Imperial Shipyard. If he can steal it, uh, bring it back, he'll forgive his debts, and then Lando can just keep any of the anything, anything he finds on board. The loot is mm-hmm. his. Uh, so he heads over there with uh, Lobot, and Lobot is uh, like as we see him in the movie. He just he seems like just an android who's controlled mentally by like his implants. Here we find out it's a dude who works for the Imperials, and he's fully aware of himself and competent. So Lando puts a crew together. They go. They steal this uh, ship. Uh, come to find out, it is actually Emperor Palpatine's pleasure uh, ship, and it's filled to the brim with uh, Sith artifacts. It's not as cool as the Grand as the Grandmaster's pleasure ship from. No, it's Ragnarok. not. No. I, that one is. Can you imagine cooler. like Palpatine being like, "It's my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of great, actually. I just don't see Palpatine doing that, unfortunately. But that would be awesome. I broke Adam. I don't have this, like, this oh image God. of Palpatine's like fancy YMCA in my head. 
<laughs> oh god. Have um, you heard the story of Darth Polites? <laughs> the tragedy of Darth Polites. <laughs> <My birthday. laughs> uh, so they go to the ship there. <laughs> oh, I broke my <laughs> Uh, so they're on the ship. The Imperials are coming after them. Uh, they're these Sith artifacts. They've got that start turning people evil. It's like they're these two pussy cats who look like the black kinds of things. Wow. They start attacking everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> uh, this bounty hunter is sent after him. I guess it's someone's land I used to know. And then in the end, they blow the ship up and get away. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. Pretty simple, straightforward plot. It is only five issues, but uh, you get some of the fun. Oh, and then and, uh, Lando uh, Lobot gets stabbed by one of the uh, by one of the pussycats. No, I think. It's, yeah. I thought it was Imperial Guard. Or no, yeah, there are Imperial Guards there, and uh, because of that, his implants to heal him take over, and he loses his consciousness and just becomes a machine, basically. Yeah. So right. And uh, and the the pussycats end up kind of turn. Did we mention they did turn evil when they finally get them? Well, one of them gets evil when he finally gets his hands on a uh, red lightsaber. Yeah, there's yeah. that uh, floating, or there's that helmet that lights up, and being in presence uh, of the helmet apparently is converting them to the Sith side. See, I didn't know if it was the helmet, or I thought it was just him finally getting his hands on a lightsaber, and he went all Darth Maul on that shit. See, looking, for me, it was the helmet, because they would be alone in the room, and then the helmet would light up, and then it would... Oh, I guess they are fighting in the Sith room with the helmet. Okay, you're right, that makes sense. Oh, and the the lights are on. Okay. And I would also say, placing this in the time frame, it's, um, they make a side reference to him no longer having the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he lost it. So, I, I think this is before... A new hope. Yeah, it's kind of so, yeah. It's gonna be it's before a new hope, but it's after um, Han Solo already has the Falcon, or he's lost the Falcon already, and one assumes it's to Han Solo at this point, but before he's on Cloud City. Yeah, which I mean, I was kind of hoping for maybe a, a story of Han Solo getting the Millennium Falcon, but that might be in the movie we're about to have come out. Which what day does that come out? Two week, three weeks, something like that. It's it's soon. Yeah, yeah. I, so everyone can watch. The new Marvel movie a couple times, and then we'll go see that one. Uh, the, I mean, the whole world has seen the Marvel movie right now. Um, well, Jess hasn't seen it. Well, and China hasn't either. Yeah. So. Can I tell you how hard it is not to, like keep spoilers away from your own wife? It's like really difficult. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Can I can I tell you That's how hard it is to keep spoilers? Oh, May twenty fifth. To keep a comic shop a spoiler-free zone? Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Do, uh, do you kind of have to have a comic shop's, like, beware spoilers inside? No, I just, if I hear people start talking about it, I tell them not everyone has seen it. Calm, <laughs> calm your rules. Dude, calm thine tits. We started discussing it at my gym the other day before a uh, kickboxing class, which was really weird. Uh-huh. Not the type that I would normally think would be obsessed with uh, Thanos. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Yeah. Well, did you, oh... Actually, you probably didn't see it because I sent it to our Facebook group. Uh Jonathan Hickman tweeted, and for those of you who don't know, you know, well, we obviously know Jonathan Hickman's a comic writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, During his run of Avengers, when he wrote Infinity, he's the one that created the Black Order, Uh who's in the film Thanos' henchman. And he had tweeted, there is an all-encompassing Infinity War theory thread on my favorite football message board, and I just got told to fuck off because I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) Yes! That's 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 as funny as Gail Simone being called out as a fake geek. Oh yeah, at Comic Comic Con. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, I did, but I wanted to see the follow up to that where he's like, "Motherfucker, do you know who I am? Do you <laughs> know, who, know I am? who I am?" That would be uh, that would be a fun one actually. Like Jonathan Hickman throwing down, being like, "Bitch, I made those characters." Sit I, your ass down. I will use my big words. Yes, <laughs> yes he true. will. 
Nothing will be under five syllables. This is, a, is this weird of me? But now I'm really curious as to who Jonathan Hickman's favorite football team is. That's very oh, it's strange. The it's, it's the Raiders. He's the pa- so- I mean, the Patriots <laughs> would, would make me hate him a little bit more. That, that is, it's true. I, I, if he was a Patriots fan, I might stop. I'm not even a John Hick, Jonathan Hickman fan. But I might stop reading him entirely for Lent, just in case he's a for, for Lent. That was a phrase. I don't know. I don't have a headache like mine. I just. I woke. Well, I, is, I worked at 4 a.m. this morning. I'm really fucking tired. He's from South Carolina. Oh, okay. Then he so, might have good choices of football teams. So he made like the fight. Panthers. Yeah, which all is right, my team. Right. So I'd be okay with that. The Black Panthers. Jonathan yes. Hickman, you have Brian's approval for who you like. If he's a Panthers fan. <laughs> if you're Thank a Panther. <laughs> but we're talking about Lando, not yes. football. Yes. Yeah, but the Black <laughs> Panthers are sort of in there. They're, See, they're Panthers all in there. tied together. Cat, they're kitty cats. That's 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 so talking about the kitty cats, I yes. did not realize how cat-like they were looking in the first part of it. Like they just they just kind of show them from far away, where they're like they like fighting everybody, mm-hmm. and like they, they look like a black masks kind of thing on. And then all of a sudden they get up, like, real up and close and personal. I think it's, like, in issue three is the first time mm-hmm. I really realized, like, oh, they're, like, cat people. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea they're, like, cat people. Is that, like, a is that a breed that shows up somewhere else in Star Wars Universe, or is this a new thing for this? I don't think I've no seen them around. Yeah, there's, like, the shot of uh, them all on the, uh, like, at the bridge, and they're all, like, everybody's kind of in red mm-hmm. on these shots. And they're kind of in the background. Like, you kind of have to look, but you can kind of see they have weird ears, but, like, you don't realize that they're, like, they're like cat people. Yeah. Just very strange. <clears throat> there, there's, I, was, I was not expecting cat people. They're going to be starring yeah. in uh, Come Dumpster Fire the musical. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the chorus line? Uh, they're, the, they're the main characters. Are they really? I don't know. Oh, see, there's there's one sequence here, I guess. We look at They kind of look like the the things from uh, Avatar 2 in one section, I guess, early on. That are purple or black? Yeah, but it's also they're in... They're kind of in purplish, like blue colors, because of this the way this done. Yeah, it's um, so black. Just, uh, I mean, there, there's nothing real deep or you know life changing yeah. in this book, but it's it's a, just a fun heist book, like yeah, Ocean, it is. Ocean's Eleven, but with Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's it puts together the team relatively quickly, uh, and it's a fun little heist thing. I mean, the writing was on the wall when he was like trying to get the two ships in the tractor beam to basically tractor beam each other. Like, you kind of mm. saw that coming from a mile away because it's Star Wars. Uh, but, you know, there's still something really fun about that. He is I mean, incredibly I, charming. Drink. He is very charming, even in comic book form. He is. But, uh, yeah, it's drink because Todd has been charmed by Lando Calrissian. Uh, I mean, who hasn't? That's true. One thing I wanted to kind of discuss a little bit is, is that this art is not semi-typical for what we've seen in other Star Wars books, but it's actually really interesting. I really kind of like it. It has like sort of a... It's Alex Maleev, who we've seen before, and he did Uh, Alias with Brian Bendis. Okay. Uh, He he did something else recent that we read. It might have been like one of the issues in War Games, but yeah, no, Alex Maleev is one of those... He's been around for a long time and has a very distinct art style. Uh, he did Bendis's uh, Daredevil also. Mm. Yeah, like I really, I mean, I like this art. It's just not typical. Like if you look at some of the other Star Wars books, uh, they're really pretty. Have pretty. Re- I mean, they look great. Yeah. Uh, but they're a little more realistic, and like you definitely see the the facial structure of the characters, and you can definitely tell this is Lando based on um, Billy Williams. Yeah. Thank you very much. We also believe uh, um, did Civil War Confession, which is one of my favorite one shots mm-hmm. I've ever read. Oh really? Yeah. You know the art. It reminds me a little bit. It's got touches of what was that classic Star Wars one? Where was that Dark Force Rising? No, the Dark Empire. Oh, Dark Empire. Yeah. So with that, I mean, that one has not aged as great, but 
there is, I mean, with the pastels and a few others, the coloring reminds me of that one quite a bit as it's going through here. Yeah, it has a sort of like watercolory sort of vibe to mm-hmm. it. Where I mean, this I think was obviously digitally painted as well, sure, by all but means. it still has a certain watercolor sort of thing to it. Yeah, yeah I, really, I mean, that was one of the things I found most striking and most interesting in this book. Is I, I like the art. It's just it's just different than in the other current Star Wars books coming out right now, and that's not necessarily a knock about it. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost a little bit with the time setting and everything else. It's got a bit of a. Uh, not quite wistful, but it's a, a flashbacky. This is in the past kind of a feel, versus more current common era is how I'm bit of my. Yeah, I think it's kind of like have like softer edges to them too. It really does. The yeah. angular, sharp at all. It's just it's. The, yeah, there's a lot of. It's not like they're afraid of black by any means. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of black in there. But I don't. I don't see color. You don't see color. <laughs> Neither does Todd. Actually, he is color blind. <laughs> Born that way, bitch. Well, I told you, my, uh, my, my grandfather on my dad's side, who I never met because he passed away when I was really young, uh, was colorblind. And the only color he could see was yellow. So he would tell everyone that was his, it was his favorite color. It was yellow. That's the one I can see. At least he was positive about That's it. That's right. Take a happy spin on are, it. You know, are you sure? Good. Are you positive? Are you HIV positive? <laughs> I'm negative. I've been AIDS tested. isn't funny. AIDS is hilarious. I've been dead. AIDS, 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 it's more like Crayola 38 <laughs> with spares. <laughs> like, oh, look at my all favorite spares. story, though, is... The M&M's, uh, right? No, that, that, well, that's a good one as well. But the other one that, told, that you told me was that they had a hard time figuring out that you're colorblind because part of the way they tell kids are colorblind is that they have them color things. Yeah. And they say, okay, color the sky blue or whatever. Well, Todd could read it at a very young age. So you just read the color of blue. It goes, that one says blue. Okay, we'll put that it's on blue. there. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, Adam, I don't know if you've heard the M&M story or not. But uh, we were at Todd's stepmom's house, and uh, there, it was like around Christmas time, so they, they had a bowl of uh, M&Ms. It was like red and green M&Ms, Aww. and we spilled some on the floor, and Todd went through and picked up all the green M&Ms and left the red ones on there. And Todd is just enough of an <laughs> asshole that you would think he did it deliberately. And I was like, well, you son of a bitch. And he was like, "Like, why didn't you pick up the other ones? He goes, because I can't see them, you asshole. <laughs> he lost the reds and the green carpet completely. And I was like, so of course it turned from me. Like, It's also... It's sort of like my uh, my thing with my tattoo. I have a tattoo that is semi girly, and anytime everyone asks about the tattoo, I said, "Well, it's for my aunt who died of cancer," and they all feel like shit for like being like, "Wow, that's kind of a girly tattoo." I'm like, "Yeah, it's you know tribute to my aunt who died of cancer," and they go, "Okay," and like just they feel like shit. Then it's great. There, there you go. Yeah. So I'm an ass to turn around. It's like, no, you're the. Ass. That's, that's kind of weird that a target right above your butt crack would remind you of your grandma. <laughs> Don't knock the memories. <laughs> Memories? <laughs> Did he say memories or memories? Yes. 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 <laughs> I was editing an episode and we all cheered for titties, so I, uh, I I made it a drop just in case we ever need it, which probably for next week's book we will. But uh, for this week, I, I get the impression that we were all kind of stalling because there's not a whole lot to discuss in this book. It was fun. It was a heist. It was a good ride. It was lighthearted. There was, I mean, it was fun notes and everything and you see some palpatine here and there and he's being pissed and lando getting mm-hmm. out of a tight spot and i don't really think it it fleshed out lobot was that his name yeah yeah 
For me, it fleshed out Lobot more than anything else at the end of it. Introduced a few new characters I didn't know before, like the uh, one bounty hunter going after him, employed by the Empire. It's like, oh, Lando knows her too. Of course yeah, he does. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. But at the end of it, I mean, they all kind of get away with it. And he's pretty mm-hmm. much back to where he started. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun book. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It really brings across the character of Lando, and as we've known him from the movies that he's been in. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, it does develop Lobot a lot, which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. But there really isn't much to say about it. It's a very straightforward book. There's no like hidden, deeper meanings. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it's just popcorn comic. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you like the characters, you'll love this. If you don't know about the characters, you might go, why? Why? It's sort of a officially approved fan fiction is kind of what it ends up being, you know, for lack of a better. Isn't that all work for hire for the big two? Maybe, <clears throat> you know, so, I mean, like some people take it real seriously and shit like that. That's true. You know? But it's what work for so, hire is. And it's the truth. And it's the truth. <laughs> uh, I got stories. So, um, uh, you know what? Let's do this. We don't. We haven't been doing this in a while, but I'm gonna just jump in with my cocktail real fast. Yeah. Uh, if I can find where I set down my fucking phone, there it is. Uh, Your phone fucks. That's awesome. That's how I get more phones. Let's see. So, my cocktail I am calling Smooth Criminal mm-hmm. uh, after Mr. Lando himself. Uh, and since it doesn't really necessarily fit in anywhere else, we'll go with it here. So uh, it is uh, half an ounce of uh, Reposito Tequila, three dashes of Lee Brothers Cardamom Bitters, three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, half an ounce of rich simple syrup, and a, uh, one and a half ounces of Soledo infused tequila. Um, and you can garnish with fresh grated nutmeg if you want. You basically combine all those ingredients with exclusion of the nutmeg into a shaker, shake the shit out of it. Uh, pour it into a coupe glass and uh, put some freshly squeezed nutmeg on top of it, and uh, there you have a smooth criminal. Which, if it wasn't for the tequila, I would be all over that. But you know, that's how it goes. So the right tequila um, is very good. That is true, and like Jess likes really good tequila. So like the really good. Exp- oh, I've, I've had. I've let you have some of it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until you came to visit my house, I just kept giving you different types of booze to try, <laughs> not realizing how many shots you had by the end of it. Having a good time. And then you disappear for a few hours. Like, oh, I can occupy myself. I see it. Yeah. There's a bar back here. I'm fine. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Adam, I know you also have a Lando-themed <clears throat> drink. Do you want to give that to yeah, us? Yeah, so mine's called the Lobot. And what you do is you did a shaker with ice. You add one ounce of vodka, one half ounce of coconut rum, a half ounce of amaretto. You shake the shit out of it, and then you strain it into a chilled martini glass. Very easy. That is super easy. A little girly, but super easy. Shut up. What? I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at vodka and oh. coconut and amaretto, like coconut rum and amaretto. That's that is a girls' night out kind of cocktail. We're all gonna get wacko wasted, y'all. Not quite Cosmo territory. It's getting there though. That is that's micro wasted shit. Right turn me into turn me into a woo girl. Woo! You'd be my favorite woo girl ever, Adam. Aw, thank you. I'll aim, for that, I'll, I'll aim well for that target. Oh, nice. When I come to Utah, you better be a woo girl. At least one night, you're going to be a woo girl. It's going to be great. I've got the cowboy hat for you to wear. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll cosplay that at Comic-Con. Adam, oh, yeah. Actually, I came up with an idea the other day that I want to pitch to Maya, and now is as good time as any. So, Maya, are you ready for this? Sure. I think you and I should cosplay... As you can be Nacho Libre and I will be the guy in the gold mask, uh, who is his villain in that movie. I can't remember his name. I think it's you know, like I've never seen Nacho Libre. What? Nacho? Never seen Nacho Libre? 
No, I never, never, never was interested. Oh man, I mean, it's even like Mexican wrestling and everything. Nah, just never was interested. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I'm so I know what. So I know Ramsey's, what Dasha Libra. Ramsey's Dasha Libra, like, but I don't yeah. know what the other guy looks like that you're talking about. Let's see if I can find a picture. That would be a fantastic cosplay for the two of you, though. That's how's yeah. my vote. Yeah, Ramsey's and Nacho Libre would be awesome. It might be a little sweaty midway through the day, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as much as I would like to cosplay, I don't know if I'd ever actually do it. You know, it's always hats <laughs> off to the guy that dresses up as an adat for Comic Con. That's cool, around. yeah. Because he can never make make it more than two steps without. Can I? Can I get your picture? Can I get your picture? <laughs> yeah. More like the, the girl who always goes as the Sharknado. Yeah, yes. I didn't see her last time. Like, I've seen her like every single con except for I last. I think I saw her last one. I don't remember. I've seen her before, but I can't picture which one. And I always do like the guys who dress up as the uh, the geishas from Mulan. Yes. Oh yeah, I've seen them before too. My That's my other favorite that I've seen. I didn't see him in the last couple of cons, but I saw him one of the first solid comic cons I went to was uh, the guy who had like a full big old beard and big old beer belly dressed as uh, uh, Hot Killer Leia, which is pretty awesome as well. Also, known yeah. as Slave Leia. bearded Slave Leia was like. <laughs> awesome. I didn't even see him at the con. I saw him walking around the mall outside of the con, which is pretty awesome as well. Uh, that is fantastic. I hope it was at City Creek. It was. I was with you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Get everyone's uh, knickers in a twist. That's true. So my drink. Awesome. Yeah. I'm in keeping with my theme. This is the uh, purring pussycat. Nice. And um, so what this is, it has a pinch of pepper, a splash of rosemary syrup, and two ounces of monkey shoulder scotch whiskey. So you pour all those ingredients into a mixing glass with ice. You swizzle, stir it. Don't shake it. Just stir it. And then you strain it into a tall shot glass, and you garnish it with a slice of beef sirloin. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. So some rosemary in there, a little bit of pepper, and the sirloin, since cats don't taste sweet anyways... Yeah. That's their jam. Uh, have you ever had monkey shoulder? No. I bought a bottle of it, and by itself, it's not great. I think it's one of those things you have to mix with other things. But, like, by itself, I just wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, I think the pepper and rosemary might actually help it a little bit. Sure. Um, it's just, I don't remember exactly what the flavor of it was, but it just wasn't necessarily amazing. At least not something I was totally into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mr. Maya, do you have a cocktail? I do. Mine's called uh, The Emperor. It's one and a half ounces of Unicum herbal liqueur, two-thirds of an ounce of sweet vermouth, a tablespoon of orange curacao. You pour everything into a cocktail shaker, shake it up, uh, fill it with ice, and strain into a chilled coupe glass and garnish with an orange twist. Sounds like a gin drink with orange. Kind of does. It does really good. I have a tough time with gin. Actually, I have a question about that. What's the difference between gin and slow gin? I'm not exactly sure. Let's find out. The internets will tell us. No, I know. Uh, so slow gin is it's actually I've, I've only had it's it a long red. time it's red and it's uh, it's made with gin and uh, small fruit known as a, as a slow slow berry yeah well gin is an alcohol distilled from grain and flavored with juniper berries mm-hmm. uh, gin is essentially vodka that's been um, distilled through like sometimes they put it into the actual vodka and sometimes they put it in a basket so it's captured on its way up uh, through the distillery uh, of like <clears throat> juniper and all sorts of things like that. I actually like gin, but mm-hmm. I like gin if, it, if it's if it's done right. Like I mean, when I first moved to Utah, well, you can't just shoot it. <laughs> uh, that, that's 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 from the Jimmy Martin school of drinking, which is just shoot everything. Like, when in doubt, I, I tried. I love Jimmy, but I tried taking him to one of my fancy bars here in LA, and I realized 
that's really not worthwhile for Jimmy Martin. Jimmy Martin just wants to drink. Yes. So just let him just drink a bottle of vodka and he'll be happy. You don't need to take him to a fancy bar. Like it's really, that's sort of beyond the purpose at that point in time. You're just wasting money on, on fancy alcohol that he just wants to down anyway. So. Yeah, well, that's why I like, I like going to also, bars because you get to try new things and you get, because I, I mean, we're all pretty accomplished at making, making drinks, you know, on our own, but it's always nice to get someone who is a professional who can do something new or different you've never had before or introduce you to like a new flavor palette or something like that. So I always check. And if you're going to do this, I always say check with the bartender, make sure they're not having like a completely slammed day. If they're not slammed, if they got a little time, I always let them kind of like, if, if it's a bartender I trust, I think is good. Like, don't do it like Ruby Tuesdays or shit yeah. like that. But like, if it's if it's a if it's a good bar, I will I would I kind of do dealer's choice. I say, hey, you know, you want to make something you know that you would like or whatever. I'm like, and I always just say, make whatever you want. I just don't like tequila. Like, just as long as it doesn't have tequila in it, we'll be fine. We'll be friends. So why don't you go ahead and make something? And normally, I get a pretty good response. As long as we, I don't know, as long as you respect the bartender and their skill set, I normally get good responses and they come make me really interesting really cool stuff what's uh so really interesting about that you see you don't go like ruby tuesdays uh the best bartender i ever had in my life actually worked at tgi fridays in the town where i grew up and the reason why she's wasting her talent no he uh he used to live in san diego and worked at a really fancy martini bar Mm -hmm. and he moved to Mm -hmm. marietta and i guess that was just he's looking for a job and he got hired on there i mean he made a shit ton of money in tips so i mean he was doing well for Mm -hmm. himself but uh yeah i'd just be like his name was Matt. Um, uh, British Matt, we called him. Hi, Matt. <clears throat> hey, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Hi, British Matt. Uh, actually, he was Australian, but he got pissed if you said that, so he wanted to be, uh, I don't know. It's like, we can tell you're not British, dude. But uh, So, yeah, you just be like, hey, make me a martini. And he, uh, I think I actually might have done a few of them on here, uh, but he just made the most amazing martinis I've ever had in my life. So it's one of the only, only nice. I miss about my hometown. Well, and Todd's coming out to visit me here in the next little bit, and I'm slowly putting together a list of bars that I'm going to drag him to. <laughs> So I'm going to be a designated driver take, up and down the west coast. Take the coast. list of all the drinks we've made on the show and just like throw it in front of the bartenders and be like, make this. Do your worst. Do your worst. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a DD with us the whole time. That is true, but I don't want to make her do that. Oh, she will. It's just for news stories uh-huh. to hold over our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of, by the way, uh, for an inside joke, Todd, that you will appreciate, I, Adam actually will get this joke as well. Uh, so I went to the very first uh, LAFC home game last uh-huh. night uh, from when we're recording this. Their song that they play when they score a goal Woo! is Rage Against the Machine. Yes! Oh, really? <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> also, like the, the, the stadium was shaking when the first goal was scored. Like, shaking. It was Awesome. So how did LA do? Anyway, it was actually a great game. They, uh, we are totally stalling because there's nothing to talk about. That's right. But that's okay. No, they did really well. Like it was a zero-zero up through regular regulation time, and then they had like an added few minutes, and they got a penalty kick, and uh, the actual the team captain had the penalty kick, and he sunk it in. Like, and so we had the one goal, and then they think they went for another minute, and that was it. That was all she wrote. So one by one, and like in extra time, which is uh, pretty great. Wait. It was fun. But yeah, it's a really fun stadium. I'm, I'm excited for you to come out and check it out. It'll be fun. So I'm trying to talk Adam into coming out and seeing soccer with me as well. No, I'd love to. I just got to, you know, figure out the job situation first. Money, whatever. <sighs> Party pooper. You know what? Uh, let's call this charade. Let's jump into votes because there's not a lot to talk about. If we have a short episode, we have a short yeah, episode. That's so fine. be it. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. 
It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 So, like, I didn't do that at all. I just totally cut that out. <laughs> of course. Uh, Thank you, Future Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Future Brian, for making me not sound like such an idiot. For writing for Mr. Charles Soul or Soleil. Soul. Uh, I thought it was, I think it's just Soul. Soul. Um, I, I have a stage manager I work with who, had that's her last name, is how her last name spelled. She goes by Soleil, but whatever. Um, S-O-U-L-E. Soleil. Like souffle. Soule. Without the F. Yeah, or like the Robert Goulet, but with an S. Ah, um, right. So, for writing for Mr. Charles, what is your vote, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'll give it a B. Oh, great, sorry. <clears throat> a B? Uh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, again, it's a fun book. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Moves along at a brisk pace, uh, but it's nothing like mind-butt-bending. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Todd? I'll do the same thing. Um, I guess... I'm going to give it a B as well. You know, uh, was it Capra? I think it was Capra who said, like, a good movie is three good scenes, no bad scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes up a good movie. This book very much uh, follows that. There was no missteps. There was nothing wrong with it anywhere. And it was solid. So it wasn't deep. It's not really anything to dive into and to try to dissect. It just is what it is. So, yeah, it's a strong B. Cool. Um, I think I'll sit right there with you with a B for a lot of the same reasons. There's not a lot to complain about, but there's uh, there's some fun stuff there. So, um, and then uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm also a B, and for a guy who writes as many different books as he does, I think like right now he's doing like four or five books. Uh, like, and like five years ago, he was doing three DC books, three Marvel books, and his own indie book, and all of this while still practicing law full time. Oh jeez! Good for yeah, him. He Charles Charles Soul is a maniac. He's great. Damn! How do you like my dad's an attorney? How do you still keep doing law um, while writing? He, he's writing fewer books now, but I do know that like back probably four or five years, he was doing three books for DC, three for Marvel, uh, Letter Forty Four, which is his creator own book, and mm-hmm. doing law. I like Letter Forty Four. I didn't realize it was the same writer. Letter Forty Four is fun. I yeah. like it. We did the first uh, book of, on the show. We did. Um, and then I bought, eventually went and bought the second. I think maybe the third as well. But Okay. It's one of those things where I think about it and I'm like, well, if you also took like the subway to work, you could sit there and write you know, part of your stories while sitting there on the subway because it's not like you can take phone calls as an attorney or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if, say, he lived in New York or whatever. Well, all you have to do is work like 10 minutes on a client's case, <laughs> 50 minutes on the book. Totally double dipping. Like yeah, that makes it completely. Yeah, that up. or like he takes his you know Saturday and he devotes it to writing comics and knocks them all out, takes Sunday off, relaxes, and jumps back into the job. You know what I mean? I don't know. Or he doesn't take the Sunday and just writes both days. Yeah, I guess it also depends on what kind of Some attorney he like is to too. You know what I mean? Like right. I know like attorneys for bigger law firms, they actually kind of get to leave it at the door and go home. My dad owns his own firm, so he's like constantly working he's a business owner yes he's constantly working yeah he's not a hired gun he's the business owner so so i don't know that's still that's really Uh, impressive he he focused in new york he's in new york city and focus focuses primarily on immigration and corporate law okay i'm calling this up he's busy right now yeah i'm sure he's very busy right now for our artist uh alex malev that's on malev he's bulgarian Oh, is he Bulgarian? Okay. Mm-hmm. For Alex Malib, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, I give him an A. 
uh, Alex Maleev very rarely can do wrong, and uh, he's just one of those artists that I've liked since first seeing him on, you know, Daredevil, back of Bendis. So yeah, I'm going to give it an A. Okay, um, I'm going to sit with you on an A on that as well, but <clears> actually, uh, part of my thing is, I, realizing that he also did um, Jessica Jones, I actually like this more. Uh, art style, like it, there's there's some there's a little bit more clarity to it than so Jessica Jones sometimes had some some moments that were a little bit more watercolory and a little blurry. Uh, this has a little more clarity to it, which I, I like a lot. Uh, Mr. Todd, you know I'm going to give it an A minus. Um, the art is fun. It's got a little bit of wistfulness in with it, like it can like a long time ago in a galaxy far away. So it has a little bit of this like fairy tale aspect to it, even though it's science fiction. It's got that going on. It's a lot of fun. The colorist, I really think, is what sells it as well. Mm-hmm. So I give it an A minus. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cool. And uh, Mr. Adam, I'm going to go with A as well. I mean, the artwork's fantastic. <clears throat> uh, like as we said before, it has uh, the, the watercolor aspect of it. The way it just it makes it feel like you're like reading a fairy tale. Um, mm-hmm. And then pretty much everything that Maya and Todd already said. So. And then for overall grades for uh, the book, uh, Mr. Maya, what is your grade? Uh, a minus B plus. Uh, just <clears throat> kind of right there on the border. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad book at all. It's it's not life changing, but it's if you want just a fun read, check out Lando and Mister Todd. No, I'm right there with that. It's um, it's like a good Saturday morning cartoon. It's a great way to pass the time, and I never regret it. So, for those in the fandom of it, and you like Star Wars, absolutely, I give it an A minus. I'm right there as well. I'm going to sit with an A minus. I think it's a it's a fun book. I think the art is probably the thing that shines the most in this, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, but uh, it's still well written, still fun little sort of book to read and pass time. It's a quick little quick little diversion. And Mr. Adam, uh, I'm at an A minus as well. When this came out, I I was reading it issue by issue. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the story tells is fun. It's in, it's engaging. Uh, and I just like the idea that they pull off a heist. It's like, a, mm-hmm. again, Ocean's Eleven, like in Star Wars. Uh, and they steal the Emperor's pleasure yacht. And that just makes, that's just too it's funny. It's my birthday! Hey! It's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> if we named episodes, that would be the name of this episode. It's my birthday. Uh, but, oh, speaking of naming episodes, so with Cinema Queens, we, we did, <laughs> we always like just randomly talk about, you know, we have random names. And so we talked about the cum dumpster discussion we had on this podcast. I'm like, right. oh, uh, it's too bad we can't name a bubbly farts. But I don't, think, I don't think iTunes would like that. Not so much. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so back, back to the family-friendly Lando. Uh, no, it, it's, a, it's a really fun book. It's a quick read. Uh, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you've probably already read it. But if you haven't, uh, it's, it, it's a ton of fun to pick it up. And I would totally give this to a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah, I give it to anyone. Like it's, well, I guess there's a little bit of violence in it, but... There's a little bit there, and at the beginning, he's sharing the bed with a woman, but it's... Nothing more than you would see in... A Star Wars movie. A Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah Star so Wars So if, you, if your kids can watch Star Wars, they can watch Which, this. They can that read that this. scene at the beginning, uh-huh. I think, is my favorite scene in the entire book. That we, Yeah, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, where he's sitting there going like, hey... I was going to steal this from you, but I'm not going to, and I don't want to. And then she gives it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you charming bastard. Yeah. Now, dude knew what was up, man. I mean, I guess that does it for this week. Uh, so, who has recommendations? And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a scam tramp. How dare you? 
What is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. Uh, for many years, I had quit Magic the Gathering, but this last week, as we record, uh, they released their new set, Dominaria, and it has, got, it has got me back into the game. It's given me such a, it's a very much a nostalgic feeling set, and uh, yeah, if you like Magic, or, or if you're like me and kind of fell out of it, check it out. Okay. Um, Todd, do you have anything to recommend? I do. It's a comic written by Greg Rucka and drawn by Nicholas Scott. Those also teamed up, and they did Wonder Woman Year One Rebirth as well. Um, it follows this detective that Nic- happens to Nicola be... Scott. Okay. Nick she, Scott. She, not, not him. Nick Scott, yes. <laughs> the writer is a he, and it's a she. Uh, she is a witch that is also a detective, and it goes way into the Wiccan side of things. It's a whole lot of fun, and the artwork's a blast to read. So, Black Magic, Greg Rucka. It's good stuff. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam, do you have anything? Uh, actually, I don't know. I was going to say Magic the Gathering 2, but Maya stole that one. <laughs> well, you bitch. Damn you, Maya. Actually, here, Adam, that can be yours. I have another one. Okay. Well, no, we can... well, no, no, mine's also kind of time-sensitive. Go ahead, Maya. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, go on Kickstarter right now. When this comes out, uh, there might be like two weeks left on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but check out the Hellboy Miniatures game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about 100, 130 bucks to back it, but the miniatures and the game look really cool. Uh, oh, you know what? I talked about it beforehand, but I, I finally got in What is going on over there? What are you talking about? I heard I something that sounded like talking. a lot of rubbing. It's some, that, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's me. I was scratching my laptop. <laughs> he's saying he's got a bruised head. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why you have a headache. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I, I, I think I might have talked about this a while ago when I first bought it. Um, if I didn't, uh, this will be a fresh new thing. But uh, I think last year, Maya can verify, uh, DC did a um, like a, a crossover. It was DC and the Looney Tunes characters. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. have, um, you know, Loba, let's see, no, it's uh, Tasmanian Devil versus uh, Wonder Woman. And you have, uh, well, one of my personal favorites is Batman versus or Elmer Fudd. Where Elmer Fudd goes to Gotham City to try to hunt down Batman. Uh, stuff like that. My favorite in there is the Martian Manhunter, Marvin the Martian. That one is really fun, actually. I, I agree. That one's yeah. really fun as well. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, and I'm finally getting around to read the trade. They did collect it into a trade, so you can get all of them together if you want and check them all out. But I, I think it's really fun and really enjoyable. So uh, I've been reading those, finally catching up. I'm starting to try to read down my comic book to be read pile. And then every time I do, they pull me back in and I have to do something else at work. So uh, <laughs> it just keeps happening. I keep thinking, hey, I'm going to have some free time to finally read this book. Oh, no, now I have to go do something else. So it's been a little bit of a bummer. So uh, I guess that will probably finish us up for this week. Uh, next week, we are going to be doing, uh, still continue on with our Marvel movie month, uh, we are going to be doing Deadpool Max. Uh, this is a uh, it's nut job is the first one they did. Um, basically, part of the reason is I've, I've read Deadpool for a long time. This is one of the, 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 the books that I felt like could be read on its own without uh, having some sort of slight background into it. Uh, other people may disagree with me. We'll see how that goes. Um, to be completely and 100% honest about it, it's not reading as much fun as I remember reading it originally. Oh, uh, I have thoughts. 
Well, oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Uh, so I'm slightly regretting my choice just a little bit, but uh, uh, that being said, I have other bigger recommendations for Deadpool for those of you who are ever interested in it, because I've, I've been reading that character for quite a while. Dead Presidents. Um, <laughs> Dead Presidents. Really? Dead Presidents is probably my favorite Deadpool book ever written. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, there's I'm a lot of strong feelings here. I'm really going to disagree with you on that one. But well, well let's 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 talk about that on the next show. Next show, we will we will te- talk about that on the next show. Uh, until then, thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. So long. Thanks for all the. Bye. Fish. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater, and on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.